0: Do you love women-in-charge dynamics? Are you ready to take your feminine dominance skills to the next level? To learn to dominate safely, creatively, and most of all, confidently? Looking for information on how to encourage growth, learning, and discipline in your power dynamic? Or maybe you want to learn how to really submit in a woman-led dynamic. Are wondering how to find the right dominant partner for you? and to learn and train to please her the best way possible. You're in luck. FLR, Femdom and Women in Charge is happening online June 10th through 12th and is now open for registration. Get your ticket to get access to the special learning and interactive events leading up to the weekend. Enjoy Femdom-centered content to share and discuss, plus Get your personal invite to a special Discord server to meet other Women in Charge enthusiasts to get to know each other and connect before and after the event. Find out more at womenincharge.info. That's womenincharge.info. Welcome to the Dating Kinky Podcast, a cast about love, sex, romance, and kink. A lot has changed in six years. Back in 2016, I wrote about consent and how we rarely talk much about informed consent. And it was true. These days, though, informed consent is much more common to discuss, but it's still sometimes missed in the overall conversations about consent. So I think it's worth a refresher. I'll link to the article I refer to in the show notes. Before I launch into the topic, I want to say this. Enthusiastic consent is my fetish, but I call it desire. I want to know that my partners want what we're doing a lot, like a lot, a lot. And to really want what we're doing, they have to fully understand what we're doing and to want that and then to convince me that they want it through words and actions. And that is where consent for me gets really hot. A key point we often miss when discussing consent. Kiba sent me a link yesterday to an essay on consent from a woman who hosts huge sex parties. It's an excellent piece of work on consent covering many bases. Here are a few of my favorite points. Even if you previously granted consent, if you lose the ability to revoke that consent from that moment on, there is no consent. And if someone takes that control over your consent from you or ignores that you have lost your control over your consent, that is rape. You must be in control of and able to revoke your consent at all times for that consent to remain valid. Only act on enthusiastic consent. Yes, not maybe. Consent is binary. You have enthusiastic consent or you do not have consent. If you want to be really, really sure someone is enthusiastically consenting, ask them to say yes a few times before you do that kinky thing to them. Make them beg for you to do that kinky thing to them. Consent for the win. Consent for one activity, drinking Earl Grey tea, does not mean you also have consented to another activity, drinking English breakfast tea with milk and honey. Consenting to sex is not some catch-all for having suddenly consented to every imaginable type of sexual activity and losing control over your limits. There is more, a lot more, and I recommend reading it for everyone even those who understand consent, not because it will necessarily teach you more, but because it may give you more words and more ways of explaining and more ways of doing consent than you had before you read it. However, there is something missing in every major consent piece I've read, and even those that mention it seem to gloss it over as they're focused primarily on the physical rather than the mental results of consent. Consent is only valid when they know what they're getting into. In the medical world, this is called informed consent, and it's defined as permission granted in the knowledge of the possible consequences. The important part here is the knowledge of the possible consequences part. In other words, a person cannot give consent if they don't fully understand what they are consenting to and what may happen as a result. I often tell people that I have two rules in consent. One, it has to be enthusiastic. Two, it has to be informed. My partners have to know what I'm asking or what they are asking to be able to give consent or for me to consent to their requests. In practice, enthusiasm is very easy to recognize. Begging, pleading, kissing my feet, all clear indications of enthusiastic consent. Informed consent, though, maybe not so much. The first time I met my partner, a friend warned him about me. Watch out for her. She plays in boys' heads. He immediately turned to me and gave consent. In fact, said, You may play in my head any time. I laughed because he had no idea what he was consenting to. But I took it for what it was and engaged. Now, after three years, today, actually, of my playing in his head and his seeing the results and having my tactics and reasoning explained to him, he has a much better idea of my behavior modification kinks and he still consents still consents. I know this because I ask him regularly to consent again to me playing in his mind because each time he discovers a new way I've played with him and modified him, he is more able to fully consent. And to be fair, I'm not always sure where I will take him. I had no idea three years ago where we would be today any more than he did. So getting consent as I go is important to me. And I love consent. It's sexy and hot and all sorts of yummy good things. And getting a yes, my queen from that boy is better than Viagra for me. But regardless of my own personal consent perversions, I do it because it's not just about consent. It's about informed consent. And here are some of the responses and conversations from that original post back in 2016. Janie Lane said, informed consent. That is just perfect, especially for a new person who may not know what is involved. I replied, yes, especially for newbies. For example, a newbie can verbally say yes to getting a micro branding or cell popping because they think it looks cool and artistic and they think they'll love the pain. However, if their top does not inform them that although they usually last four to six weeks, they may last up to a year or longer, especially with heavy lines and filled in spaces, then their consent has been breached because they had no idea what they were consenting to. Now, I'm a big fan of personal responsibility. Huge. A reasonable response is to suggest that no one should agree to anything they do not fully understand. It's reasonable, sure, on the surface. That's the curse of knowledge at work. The curse of knowledge is a cognitive bias that incurs when in predicting others' forecasts or behaviors, individuals are unable to ignore the knowledge that they have that others do not have, or when they are unable to disregard information already processed. In this case, it's more experienced people in kink knowing that anyone should ask detailed questions of their top or potential top to learn the potential harm and ramifications of play, along with getting more details about how they practice the play, their skill level, experience, and even get references. Well, duh. However, real life doesn't work that way and many tops don't think to go over every risk involved with their play every time they interact with a newbie because of that bias, laziness, or the fear of not getting to play because danger. And the new bottom doesn't know what they don't know and thinks they understand. Not telling the bottom takes away the validity of consent. True Shadow commented, I'll remember to ask over and over and over again if she really, really, really wants to have sex. And not just, hey, that would be fun, but really, 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 really super, 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 super great fun. That's really going to impress the ladies. Especially those who like their guys to be so overwhelmed with passion, they throw her down on the bed and have their way with them. Maybe I can bring a notary public along just to make sure she's really, 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 really enthusiastic about the whole fucking thing. I commented back. I'm not sure you realize how that comment reads. It smacks of insecurity to me. That's not meant to be a personal jab. Hear me out. When you say, that's really going to impress the ladies, this says more about your major concerns than anything else. As I've said in numerous comments, I don't care what your personal consent looks like in your relationships. If you and your mate are on the same page, do your thing. Although, I would suspect that women who want their guys to be so overwhelmed with passion they throw her down on the bed and have their way with them will have gotten to know said guys and feel like they can reasonably know what's going to happen and have consented in their own very enthusiastic way, if not with direct words, before any man who gives a shit about his partner would throw her down or anything else. Your slippery slope argument is filled with fear of rejection. I would pause and examine why you think getting enthusiastic, informed consent would be such a hassle for you or why the ladies would or would not be impressed with your methods. Susie Q for him adds, As a medical professional and a pervy kingster, I love this a million times. Informed equals communication, talking, verbalizing, Not simply, can we play? Yes. That doesn't cover it, especially if you don't know that person from a shoebox. The Seattle slut offered, This is a smashing post and discussion. Informed consent is hot as fucking hell. All it takes is communication and clear responses. Just the other night, I informed a new playmate I wanted to go off somewhere and suck his dick. Yes, in the middle of a group conversation. His response was to text me the nearby park. He knew exactly what was being consented to. After that delicious bit of yumminess at the park, he whispered in my ear, I want to feel my cock in your pussy. I asked for a condom, which he immediately showed me. My response was to hitch up my skirt and pull my panties aside. Full consent, hot as hell. Any questions now? Adorkableness added, Very good point thank you for emphasizing this. I also think that it goes both ways. I often provide extra information to the top that they've not thought to ask. For example, if my top is not into heavy bruising, I'll inform them that I can get bruised extremely easily, even from just a tight grip on my arm. So it's up to them if they still want to play with me, knowing that the beating they're planning might leave some nasty looking bruises on my body. While I might be okay with it, they might get traumatized seeing it on me after the beating. Thank you for joining me today. If you love this episode, please share it with others who would enjoy it. And please do join me on our new apps available in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. Dating Kinky. It's built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Find me on FetLife as NookieNotes, Notes and on Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, and Medium as Dating Kinky. We're on Instagram as Dating kinky Official, all one word. Also, find me on the new Moan app in beta for iPhone. I'm Miss Nookie there, T-H-E-M-O-N-A-P-P dot com. Have a kinky day and I'll catch you next episode.